there was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will leave. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man fell victim to robbers as he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped and beat him and went off, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, but when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler came, who came upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds, and bandaged him. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn, and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instruction, Take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? He answered, the one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. <coughs> Once again, my dear brothers and sisters, you're all welcome to this Mass, the 15th Sunday of the Ordinary Time. And we are thankful to God because His grace is abundant for all of us in this Holy Mass. And after this Mass, we're all going back filled with His grace to face the new week empowered by Him. And just before I go into these readings, I would want to remind us of something most of us know. About 99.9% .9 of us receive communion very well in the appropriate way but probably for the point 1% who probably have forgotten how. The American Bishops Conference have approved that there are two ways to receive communion in the United States. The first is on the tongue and the other is on the hand. 
If you wish to receive on the tongue, you are given. If you wish to receive on the hand, that's where we need to learn how. Most of us know how anyway. Some come with their hands just like this. Some others like that. Some like this. But the right way is to form a throne for the body of Christ. A throne like this. If you are right-handed, it is expected that you support your left hand with your right. If you're right-handed, you are expected to put your right hand below the left hand to form a throne so that you could pick the body of Christ with your right hand. If you are left-handed, it's expected that you put your left hand below so that you could pick with your left hand. Not like this. Not like this. Not like this. Not like this. Like this. I am hopeful that we are able to observe this and receive the body of Christ with reverence. That is just for the United States. If we travel out of the U.S., we are expected to observe and know the tradition of the place. There are some places where it is only allowed to receive on the tongue, and you cannot impose the tradition of the United States on those places. This is made by the uh, American Conference of Bishops. In some places, like in Africa, some places, not every place, it is only allowed to be received on the tongue and not on the hand. So if you travel, please do observe the tradition of the place. That is by the way. Because of the importance, that's why I'm repeating it. Many of us do it well anyway. Today we have listened to three readings, wonderful readings. First, from the book of Deuteronomy, the second, the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians, and the third, the gospel according to St. Luke. In the gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 17, Jesus said, Do not even think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And in the teachings of Jesus this evening, we would realize that he actually makes reference to the law, to the commandments given to Moses. Because this young man comes to Jesus and asks what he must do to inherit eternal life. And Jesus made reference to what we heard in the book of Deuteronomy today. Moses was telling the people of God, the Israelites, that the commandments of God are there in their hearts. They are there on their lips. They do not need to make research to know what to do. Moses was saying that we know these commandments. What we are left to do is just to keep them and then we remain in God, and God remains in us. The same thing Jesus replies to this man, who asks what we, he must do to inherit eternal life. Jesus posts him back to the Old Testament. The man even said it himself, 
because Moses said, it is there on your lips, and the man was able to confess it. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. But going further, the man kept on asking, yes, I've been doing this, but who is my neighbor since I must love my neighbor? And Jesus explained further and told him a story. Jesus explained it to all of us. But then Jesus made an allegorical uh, explanation of this by painting this story. He placed so many people, so many figures in this story. A man walking down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Robbers, attacks him, robbers attack him and leave him half dead. A priest comes by, does nothing, unfortunately, shamefully. Thanks goodness, not me. A priest, just names a priest. And the Levite comes by, someone expected to do that. Passes by on the opposite side, doesn't do anything. And a Samaritan comes by, and it was this Samaritan who showed, who showed him love. And Jesus asks, who demonstrated to be this man's neighbor. We might be familiar with the paintings given by some theologians about these figures Jesus puts in this, that this man who was traveling represents us in our journey as Christians. Jericho, Jerusalem is a city of God, as Psalm 122 tells us that Jerusalem was built as a city strongly compact. It is there that the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord. And this man was leaving Jerusalem and was going to Jericho, and he met, he met the faith that left him half dead. And this man represents us in our journey in life, that we sometimes are struck down by sin, left half dead. And who comes along to help us? Jesus. Jesus pours oil, pours wine in the wounds of our sins. The oil of baptism, the oil of confirmation, the wine that is, it is blood in the, of the Holy Eucharist. That what this man pours is the same thing the church pours on us. Jesus was this man, this Samaritan. And he takes care of him and didn't just leave him there. He took him to an inn. This inn is the church where we are taken to be catered for. The church baptizes or the church continues to do the same thing Christ does for us. The oil of baptism keeps flowing in the church. The oil of confirmation keep, keeps flowing in the church. The oil of the sick keeps flowing in the church. And we receive also Jesus in the Eucharist. Jesus cares for us when we are struck down by sin. But then Jesus goes further and says, go and do the same yourself. Go and do likewise. Go and become another Jesus. Go and show kindness to your neighbor. Go and heal the wounds, their pains. Be kind. Go and show kindness. Jesus makes the 
message of today is so easy for us to catch. Jesus wants me to show kindness. He wants me to become another Christ to you. Jesus wants you to become another Christ to me. Jesus wants children to show kindness to their parents. Sometime within the week, I encountered a girl who said that her mother had caesarean section for seven issues she had. So for seven times, she was being operated upon. Seven good times. And these children owe their mother kindness. It's unfortunate sometimes these days we see children who are disobedient to their parents. Jesus is saying to all of us children, be kind to your parents. Heal their wounds. Be kind to them. Jesus is asking husbands, be kind to your wives. Charity begins at home. Jesus is asking husbands to listen to your wives. Be sensitive to the time she needs your ears. Talk to her when she needs you to talk to her. Be there when she needs you. Pour oil on the wounds of, uh, of her heart, or whatever she needs. Be there for her. Be kind to her. Jesus is asking wives to be attentive to your husbands. Be there to listen to him. See, be sensitive to know when he needs you to listen. Be sensitive to know when he needs your attention. Jesus is asking all of us to be attentive to one another. Go and do likewise yourselves. And this is the way we can attain happiness, eternal life. Paul, in the second reading, was just emphasizing what this gospel reading says, what Jesus is for us, that through his cross, he has brought eternal life for all of us. And that is what we must do for one another. This is not difficult. But we pray that Christ helps us to be able to know when we are needed, especially in our families, to be there for one another. Children, be there for your parents. Parents, be there for your children. Husbands, be there for your wives. And wives, be there for your husbands. And if we do this, eternal life, of course, awaits us. Amen.